Welcome to Home Services Radio. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon. Home Services Radio, of course, is brought to us by Send Jim. Today you're in for a real treat. We're going to get a chance to visit with the president and vice president of Great House Home Services, Candace and Justin Great House. Welcome to the show, gang. Hey, thank, thank you. you for having us. Well, we are delighted to have you on the show. So if, if one of you could sort of give us a primer, mission, purpose, what are you guys out there trying to do for folks? So basically, we, we're a home service exterior cleaning company, so we do pressure washing, window cleaning, that sort of a thing. But we definitely try and give a level of service that people haven't seen before, something we noticed in our area, at least specifically with people we've had interactions with is, the expectation is people aren't going to show up. They're not going to follow up. They're not going to answer their phone. They're not going to call you back. And it's just the norm was horrible customer service. And the norm was really just letting people down. And so we really wanted to blow people away with experiencing just a different type of company and seeing what's kind of out there as far as real companies go across the country. And I have to say, Sinjim has been a huge part of that. Oh, well, that's good to hear. There you go. Chalk it up for our sponsor, Sinjim. Shout yep. out to those guys. <laughs> well, that's Sin good. Awesome. I love them. Well, maybe we'll talk a little bit about later in the conversation. I'd be interested to know maybe a little bit more about exactly how you're capitalizing on a service like that. I got to tell you, um, I really resonate with what you're describing about the expectation. To be perfectly candid with you, my wife Holly and I both have sort of you know, sort of put a low bar out there in terms of what we feel like we're going to get to to be evidenced as recently as this past weekend. Um, my Our studio is based in Atlanta, Georgia, and headquarters is here. We live in a suburb of Atlanta in Marietta, and I've got the whole crowd, all the husbands, ex-husbands, cousins, they're all coming to my <laughs> house to stay for like two weeks. We're the Christmas house. And the mm. the spotlights that shine down on the deck where I got to do my grilling and where there will be a cocktail or two over the over those two weeks, uh, three of the four spotlights were out. And I really, my def- I would have loved to have, you know, just reached out and and um, hired someone who's in better shape than me and more coordinated than me to <laughs> come out and just replace the spotlights. And I would have even <clears throat> candidly, because I don't know that there's such a thing as a you know, spotlight replacer business. <laughs> I, I candidly, I would have paid somebody to clean the windows or the gutters or something and say, Hey, okay, if you would do that and replace the spotlights. But I, I, we talked about it and, you know, when we thought it through and based on our past experience with home services, it, candidly, I went to home Depot, rented the ladder, put my life at risk. We got it done. But I mean, what you're saying, I mean, it is so true. Yeah, and I actually have a good story about that if you have a couple minutes um, of why I got involved in the business. Because, Absolutely, um, please. Husband, yeah, my husband, let my husband tell you kind of why, why he got started, um, why he started the business, and then I'll go into kind of why I got involved. Great. So to start the business, really, so back when Bitcoin was going insane, um, 2016 end time, I believe it was, but I had the, the typical FOMO. I had all of these friends who were making all this money with Bitcoin. so. Of course, I talked to Candace a little bit, and she didn't agree, but I did it anyway, that uh, <laughs> we do the smart investment thing, and we take out a giant loan to invest in Bitcoin. And so we did that, and obviously, we didn't make any of our money back. So over the next couple of years, that we took out 20000 That loan just accrued, and worse and worse, we found ourselves 
about $60,000 in debt. And I was in the Navy active duty. So I transferred to a shore duty and I finally had time to start actually being able to put something back in, have a little spare time. So I started the business and started doing it just as a way to kind of take that debt back down. And then after doing it for a couple months, it got to the point where I needed a little bit of help. So Candace had had a bad experience and I'll let her talk about, but that got her involved. Yeah. So basically what got me involved was I actually went, my family lives in South Carolina and my grandmother is 82 and I went down there. She was having, she had a leaky roof that she was trying to get fixed. She had tried to get it fixed two or three times prior to this. And she kept having bad experience after bad experience. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find someone that's really highly rated in your area and get it taken care of you, okay, taken care of for you. Cause you know, she's older and she doesn't really know how to use technology that well. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, okay, just get it taken care of for me. And, um, I found a really highly rated guy in our, in her area. And, um, he said he was going to come out and give her an estimate while well, he no showed the first time. He's like, okay, well, you know, I know showed the first time. Look, give me another opportunity to come out that afternoon. You know, showed the second time. And uh, me being the tech savvy person that I am, because, you know, I'm younger, uh, I left him a bad review. And he decides to find our business number in Virginia. And he starts calling me at 10 o'clock at night, texting me, harassing me. And it went on into the next day and I ended up, he ended up threatening to file um, false paperwork saying that he had done work for my grandmother to put a lien on her house. So I called, yeah, I called the cops on him and this is the owner of a, of a company of a highly rated company too. Um, so I called the cops on him and, uh, ended up getting a, an order from the cops that he had to stay away from us. So that's kind of why I got involved because I don't want that to happen, especially to elderly people because seeing my grandmother go through that and how much it stressed her out. Um, I don't want that to happen to anybody else. So the intent is there. Obviously I can tell, like, I mean, your, your um, sincerity, your authenticity, just, it, I mean, it even comes through over, over the, over the microphone here. How do you try to live that out and, and communicate that in such a way that people will embrace that idea and, and believe you? So the first, as soon as you call in, you're going to talk to somebody immediately. Um, we always answer the phone, and if we're on the phone, it auto forwards to an answering service. So you're going to talk to someone every time. If they can't help you, we're going to get back to you as soon as we're off the phone. As far as scheduling goes, you get confirmation emails. You get follow-up emails as reminders. As soon as we're on the way, whether we're going to be one minute early, right on time, anything late, we call you and say, hey, we're on the way. This is our ETA. If it looks like we're going to run late, we are hyper communicative. I actually have a funny story about Candace. She was out helping me one day. Oh, my God. And we were we were running about 10 minutes late. So we called the customer and said, hey, we're running about 10 minutes late. We'll be there at XYZ time. And then on the way there, we got stuck behind a bus. So that bus added two minutes to our time and Candace called them again and said, Hey, we're stuck behind a bus. We're actually <laughs> going to be 12 minutes late instead of 10 minutes late. Um, but just the level of communication that people aren't typically experiencing yeah. out there. And that's also helped us grow our business really quickly. We are the top, um, the third ra- highest rated company in our area with Google reviews. So, and we've only owned the business for about a year and a half. 
Well, I bet that blew their mind when you called back that second time and said, look, I know we told you we're going to be, we're going to be another. I've never, ever, never, ever had that kind of communication from any type of home services company. I bet that really does set you guys apart. Yeah. I think it definitely does. And I just don't like when people are unhappy with me. So that was the main, my, that's my main reason, <laughs> <laughs> especially customers, because without our customers, we wouldn't have a business and we wouldn't be able to support ourselves off of that military paycheck. You know, now that that's gone, cause he got out November the 8th. So. And then oh, on wow. the back end too, we've got follow-ups where it sends emails and it makes sure that they're happy with everything. And every couple of months it checks in, but to touch on the send gym, we use, we send out a thank you card. We have year-long follow-up sequences, so they're getting stuff from us. If they spend over a certain amount, they're getting brownies. If they spend over a, a really large amount, they're getting brownies and cookies and pecans and all sorts of stuff in the mail just to kind of follow up and keep touch. So the core business that you guys are in is is the exterior cleaning. You come and tell me a little bit about the actual services. So we do pressure washing, which is everything from roof cleaning, house washing to decks and concrete. We do gutter cleaning and minor maintenance. We don't replace gutters or anything like that. But if your gutters are drooping or they have a leak, we'll take care of that for you. We do window cleaning. And then during this time of year, we do uh, Christmas lights. That's been our biggest ah. our biggest season. And we we did not expect Christmas lights to go as it's gone this year. But we've grown beyond where we were even capable of really handling with Christmas lights this year. <laughs> wow, what a very creative idea. So this is the time of year that, I mean, people are going to spend time and money and energy on that. And so, yeah, tell me how that works. So do I go get, I have all these Christmas lights and I have you install them? Or, yeah, walk me through that part. So we did a little bit of that for people, especially customers that we've had for a while or older customers. Mm -hmm. But um, most of what we do is the people call us and they don't really have any idea of what they want. So we come out and we meet with them and we take pictures and then we come back home and we Photoshop the pictures to make it look like night. And uh. we put light on the house and the trees and the bushes and we send over a comprehensive estimate with us providing the lights and custom making everything. So they can get an idea of what they're getting beforehand. And then we come out and we custom make this whole light display for your house with the roofs and the gutter lines and the bushes and the trees and everything. Wow. I, man, that would, I, maybe you are where you are. I think in my neighborhood, you'd make a killing. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's we really cool. try and go above and beyond what our customers would expect normally, because especially the mock-ups, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from the mock-ups that we provided because it gave them an idea of what to expect prior to us even coming out and doing the work. So did you have to go out and learn how to do the mock-up thing or did you team up with somebody who was good with graphics? What, what a neat idea. So before the Navy years and years ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago, I was actually a photographer. And mm. so I got pretty good with using Photoshop at that point. And so it's been something that I actually got out of it because I was losing my passion for it. And I, it was something I loved doing. I didn't want to lose what I loved doing because it was my job. So I stopped doing it professionally and I just dabbled in it with it and have fun with Photoshop still. So the opportunity to kind of cross over that passion and still use it for our business was a really good fit. Yeah. All right. Now you're both second generation entrepreneurs. Is that, if I got that right? 
Yep. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your background because I have to believe that um, that your parents instilled in you some of this value system of wanting to set yourself apart and genuinely serve people above and beyond what you know the the more mediocre providers were were doing. So tell tell us a little bit about that background. Yeah, so my dad actually owned a painting company when I was growing up, and my mom ran the office, and I always said, that's not going to be me, and then I ended up <laughs> doing the same exact thing, um, not in painting, obviously, in the exterior cleaning field, but I still you know, I ended up running the office and taking, taking on the customer service side of things like my mom did, so I definitely learned a lot from watching them, and, um, and uh, they weren't I wouldn't say that they were the ideal service company, not like I would say that we are because we're much more, much more communicative with our customers. And I think that's why their business ended up failing um, is because they didn't have that sort of follow up that you need and, you know, really, really taking good care of your customers like they deserve. And then my parents own a window cleaning company out in the Seattle area. Still, they're on about year 16. So that was kind of why I went into the window cleaning and pressure washing is because I worked for them for years before I joined the Navy and everything. And that's kind of what I knew how to do. And when we first started, we went straight off of their business model in your free time, you hand out flyers, you treat your customers well, and you, you just kind of that follow up. They sort of hit a plateau where they failed to scale by not implementing technology and Candace and I got lucky that one of the Facebook groups that we were in, we had some recommended podcasts and we ended up finding a community of people that really have helped us grow and learn from their mistakes as well. But my parents definitely gave me that that entrepreneur spirit and the the start. And our whole first year in business was based solely off of kind of their exact model. Nice. All right. So tell me a little bit more about this community. You have found a, a group of sort of like-minded people who are willing to, to share best practices and help each other think through some of the more challenging aspects of this kind of business. Uh, definitely. So we're in a, a, a few different communities. Um, one of which is the growth fault. There's a lot of gr- good information there and it's one of the free communities that anyone can join and people for the most part are very helpful and then we're recently, for about six months now, we're in a coaching community called AGS Conquer. And that's a, a paid community, but you get industry-leading experts of all the different industries from around the country as coaches and mentors. And that's been our biggest jump in our business is getting involved with those people. And they've really helped us kind of get our message out there and define ourselves. Define our business model, define how we want to be perceived to customers in the industry. So I love that you guys are putting the, the time and energy and other resources into, you know, perfecting that aspect of your business. I mean, I'm sure there are other tools and resources and things that you have to do to practice your craft properly, but to really Mm -hmm. sharpen your saw as it were, with respect to how you treat people and how you run your business. I mean, I believe that's surely going to pay off the biggest dividends for the longest amount of time. I got to ask you, though, my wife, I love her. She's a very accomplished woman. She makes a comfortable living. I got a pretty good thing here at Business Radio X. I'm the number two guy in our little media company. 
Um, I, I, I love the idea. Um, I don't know if Holly and I would, would work so well together day in and day out. Tell, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that dynamic. So there are good days and there are bad days. <laughs> uh, it's just like a marriage, only on the business side of things. What really has helped us is defining the roles of what I handle and what she handles. For mm. about a year, we kind of just overlapped everything and there'd be a lot of disagreements and a lot of anger and resentment on, well, why'd you do it this way? I wanted it done this way. So when we define the roles and Candace takes a lot of the marketing and the office and I take the operations and the more um, the employee side and that sort of a thing. So that's really kind of helped us divide and conquer versus yeah. butting heads on stuff. And I think that a lot of that had to do with our business coach because she was like, you guys can't keep overlapping everything. You have to define the roles. So she said, if one, if, you know, if you guys are arguing over employees, one person needs to be in charge of employees and that's it. And they have the final say. So we really had to define those roles. And thanks to our coach, we were able to. Well, I know that's very insightful because I, you know, a lot of our listeners are, budding entrepreneurs. Some are not entrepreneurs yet, right? They just kind of sort of, they're excited, intrigued by the idea. And I think this kind of conversation, hearing from people like you who are out there in the trenches every day, living it, that, that might really save them. That might flatten the learning curve a little bit for them. A, maybe perhaps one thing they take out of that is maybe I ought to get a good business coach and for a lot of reasons. But B, even that just one little nugget, you know, if you, with whomever you're going to work with, get real clear about, uh, about roles. I think that's marvelous. Yep. Even, I mean, even if it's not a, um, a husband wife partnership, mm. no matter what partnership you go into, you still have to have those roles defined. And even as you start bringing employees on defining their roles rather than kind of, uh, they handle everything now and it just becomes one more person to handle everything really just give them set roles too. And then if they are ready to move into new positions, you define their new roles for them beforehand instead of just kind of letting everybody overlap everything. So where are you guys in your growth curve? Do you, do you have employees or contract people that, so that it's not just the two of you at this point or, or where are you in that? So we had employees and then we, we scaled down a little bit going into winter because for Christmas mm-hmm. lights last year, we did just shy of about $3,000 worth of Christmas light installs. And so we didn't expect to be giant this year either with it. So we kind of scaled down and then we got really busy with it. <laughs> we hired somebody. He came in for about two weeks and then he just stopped showing up. And so rather than trying to jump through the hoops to hire somebody with two weeks of Christmas light installs left, we just ended up doing it ourselves, get a babysitter most days. Candace would go out and help me. But we went from just shy of $3,000 in Christmas lights last year to around $50,000 in Whoa. Christmas lights this year. Wow. Congratulations on on that momentum. That's fantastic. But it does sound to me like, you know, perhaps going into next year at some point, you're going to have to make a decision. But my guess is you're going to make the decision to continue growing. And if you do, one of the things you're going to have to get good at is recruiting people. Maybe they're not where you are mentally with respect to the to this level of service and expectations, but maybe they're coachable and you can get them there, right? You, you're going to have to figure that piece, that you're going to have to crack that code. Yes, sir. That's our, our biggest focus. And we do intend, we're shooting for the last two weeks of February. We're actually going to shut down the business. We want to hire on 
six new techs and trained them for the last two weeks in February with no jobs on the books to really get mm. them up to speed for, for those two weeks. It's a 10 day training plan and then hit the spring really hard with three trucks out running and uh, six guys. Our coach is also going to be helping us with, as far as employees go, because that's the biggest pain point for any service company is employees. Right. Um, and I think one thing that you really have to think about is how you can't think about how can they help me grow my business. You have to think about how can I help them grow as a person? Because when we started this business, it was all about me, me, me. How can they help mm-hmm. me um, grow my business? And you really have to think about that person because, um, especially with the new generation, they want to know that they're making a difference and they want to know that you care about them as an employee. So simple things such as paying for a community, um, a, commu- a local college class for them or um, just holding company events once a month where you guys go out and do fun things and, you know, taking them and their wife out to dinner or them and their husband out to dinner. Just little stuff like that. Is that it really lets them know that you appreciate them and all that they're doing to help you grow your company. And those little things, like you say, they're not really little when they understand the the motivation and the intent behind them. Those things are huge, right? Yep. Little expense, big impact. Yeah, yeah, well said, well said. So I wouldn't ever, I don't think, want to exclude anyone whom, who, whom I believe I could serve in this regard and whom I believe would be good for the business. And I wonder, though, if... Um, maybe you'll want to put a little extra energy in looking for people uh, transitioning out from the military. Have you put any thought in maybe, maybe doing that? We have, we've, um, we've made some connections with the VA actually to kind of help us get some transitioning military members, especially ones that are having a hard time finding another job on the outside. And with where we're at, we're actually, one of the largest military locations in the country. Uh, so there's a lot of military people getting out of the military every day. They really just don't know what they want to do or they don't, they didn't get out of the military, maybe what they had hoped and they're, they're still just kind of looking for a home. So as you continue to refine your processes and really kind of get the, the great house methodology <laughs> together. <laughs> Do you think you might ever bottle that and sell that in some fashion, whether it's full-blown franchising or maybe just, you know, some sort of job aid for the aspiring entrepreneur in Wichita that might want to do things and, and do things a little differently in their market? Maybe sell them? Uh, I don't know. I, I have. I've, I've looked into it a little bit, um, and we're talking if, if we kind of are able to hit our sales goals this coming 2020 year, start looking into maybe taking all of our systems and all of our stuff and not necessarily franchise, but more of a, a licensing type of a deal where, mm-hmm. cause we're not looking to make crazy money off of people, but we do like helping people. And so if we can give them the tools and then just get a little bit to kind of cover expenses and cost of the training and a couple ideas I've even been playing around with is, we'll have a giant office location and part of that license fee covers office staff for you. And you just have a satellite location because everything can be done for the most uh, part online. So they'll call into the big office that'll handle your booking and handle everything for you. And really as the owner, you just have to handle the employees and the growth. 
Well, I got to tell you, uh, and I know that I don't understand all the ins and the outs, and some, but th- that sounds <laughs> very compelling to me, what you just described. So, yeah, please, yeah, I, I hope you pursue that further. It's, it's definitely something that we've started looking into and something that uh, as, as soon as we're able to kind of get our business where we would feel comfortable selling that idea to somebody else or helping somebody else achieve the same level of success, because we're still learning. We've only been in business about a year and a half, but it's definitely been going well. So we're hoping that we can teach others the same. There you go. And keep capturing all these anecdotes, all these experiences, good and bad. Capture them, document them. Uh, wow. This is very inspiring uh, conversation. I, I feel 10 years younger every time I talk to a young entrepreneur who's uh, get, getting it together. So before we wrap, let's make sure that our listeners know how to get in touch with you guys, know how to have a conversation with you or somebody on your team. What are the, the best coordinates? So our website, ghhservices.com has a lot of our contact information. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram, but we don't use it a whole lot. But those are really the Facebook and our website are our best two places to really be able to get in touch with us. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining us on the show today, and thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you again for having having us. All right, this is Stone Payton for Candace and Justin Greathouse, President and Vice President with Greathouse Home Services, our sponsor, Sin Jim, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Home Services Radio. 